could see. So let's open up our Bibles to the book of Matthew, uh, chapter number 13. So that's where we're going to begin today. Matthew, chapter number 13 is where we're going to begin. We're going to start reading at verse number 2. Matthew 13, starting at verse number 2. Now, this is known as the parable of the sower. Why is it known as the parable of the sower? Because that's what Jesus said. Great answer. Jesus calls it the parable of the sower. He calls it the sowing parable. Uh, so this can also, though, I, I want to challenge us here tonight because it can also be known as the parable of the receiver. Okay? Now, this is important. You might want to write that down, the parable of the receiver, because you're going to see here why I put emphasis on the receiver, because even though Jesus calls it the parable of the sower, there's emphasis on the receiving end of the sower. All right? There's emphasis on that, so you're going to be able to notice that. And so I want to speak today uh, on this topic, and that is ears to hear, ears to hear, okay, ears to hear. How many of you have ever been uh, spoken to by a spouse or someone in your household, uh, and uh, they say things such as, uh, do you hear me? Uh, and, and then you reply back by saying, I'm listening to you, uh, or are you listening to me? I hear you, and, you know, because they're wanting to really pick up on are you really grabbing what I'm saying or are you just paying attention to what you're doing? Uh, so this parable here can also be the parable of the receiver. Verse number two, the Bible says, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and he sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore and he spake many things unto them in parables saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Now, your roots come not only in the house of God are they developed, but they are developed every single day. I cannot put enough emphasis on lifestyle. I cannot put enough emphasis on daily living for the Lord. I cannot put enough emphasis on because you speak in tongues that does not validate your lifestyle. People make mistakes and teachers and preachers and churches all across the world make a mistake because you spoke in tongues today. God validates your lifestyle. That's not true. He is not going to validate your sin just because you spoke in tongues. Tongues does not validate lifestyle. Tongues validates presence. That's what tongues validates. It means that God is still present in you. 
because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, but he has to be present in you for that river to flow. So tongues validates the presence of God, and since the presence of God is there, you ought to be thankful that his presence is still there beside your mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, oftentimes when we make mistakes, the first thing we want to do is start speaking in tongues because we know that God is still there. No, the first thing you ought to do is repent. Because regardless if you speak in tongues or not, unrepentant sin will result in hell. So tongues doesn't validate your life. So I know we get excited when people speak in tongues. We get excited when people are born again because you must be born again of water and spirit. John 3 speaks of that. We know we get excited about that. You must have that. But I'm sorry, baby. You got to live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord. So, 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 so you can speak in tongues all you want, but if you're not leaving a life pleasing unto the Lord, don't think God is validating your life. God is only showing you that his mercy is still there, that his grace is still there. Woo, hallelujah. And because of his mercy and his grace, that ought to give you a reason to say, thank you, Lord, that you haven't left me. And that alone ought to draw you to a place of repentance because he doesn't have to stay there with you. He can completely remove himself just like he did from King Saul. He told the prophet, why are you still praying for King Saul? I know I'm a little off track, but y'all, are y'all following me here? Why are you praying for that? Why are you praying for I'm done with King Saul. He lives in disobedience. He doesn't want to live by, according to my rules, he want to live by his own rules. I'm done with him. I'm going to go find a man of my own heart. So don't let tongues fool you. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and, and parents, can I help you out? D because we see our children up here uh, crying out to the Lord, speaking in tongues, you better still watch and pray and make sure that there's a change in their life when they leave this altar. Yeah. Amen. That's right. I, 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 I'm not going to watch one of my children speak in tongues and turn my back saying, oh, they're good. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I got to make sure now that they're living an appropriate life. Because we got a lot of folks that's living in these streets that's spoken in tongues before, but their heart is nowhere near God. And, and I refuse to be a church that is a tongue-talking, holy-rolling church, but we got an attitude, we mean, we cuss people out, we rude to people. I'm sorry, your tongues didn't validate your lifestyle. It's when you're kind, when you're nice, when you're loving, when you got peace, when you have fruits of the Spirit. Amen. That shows people that there's God there. Jesus didn't walk around speaking in tongues proving who he was. He was kind to people. Amen. All right, let's get back to the Word. All right, where am I at? Verse 5? Well, we got a ways to go. Praise God. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And then and when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Verse 7, and some fell upon among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground. Everyone say good ground. Uh, now, notice there's four different types of grounds. This is the fourth type. But other fell into good ground. And all we need is 25%. 
This parable tells me every four people that you speak to, one of them is going to fall on good ground. So if one person says no, you better go to the second one. The second person says no, you better go to the third one. Third person says no, you better start shouting. Because that means the next person I talk to has got to be a yes. According to your word, Lord. Yeah, yeah, well, I get excited off that. Fell on good ground, and it brought forth fruit, some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. But look what verse number nine says. Please, please pay attention to this. Look what verse number nine says. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. We're, we're going to dive into this. This is why I believe this can be the parable of the receiver, not just the parable of the sower. Parable of the receiver. Who have ears to hear, let him hear. So verse number 10 says, and the disciples came and said unto him, hey, why are you speaking to them in parables? Why can't you just talk plainly to them? Why are you speaking to them in parables? He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. Why is that? Why, why is that? Well, verse number 12 answers it. Look what it says. For whoso hath, everyone say hath. For whoso hath, to him shall be given. Hath what? Have ears to hear. I'm not going to try to be playing with folks that really don't want to hear what I've got to say. You ever read a scripture where Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine? I'm not going to try to be direct with folks. They really don't want to hear what I got to say anyway. So I would rather speak to them in parables and let them just chew on that on the way home. That's what Jesus is saying. You've been given because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. Lord God, give us ears to hear. Because more abundance means even greater revelation. Mm -hmm. It's not the will of God for you just to remain on a certain plane, but it's the will of God for you to go from faith to faith. It's the will of God for you to elevate from glory to glory. It's the will of God for you to have greater revelation of him. And so, abundance, but whosoever hath not, hath not what? An ear. For him shall be taken away even that he hath. So even what little understanding he has, God says, I'm going to take that away. Why even give you little understanding if you're not willing to even take in that? You ever found someone that you knew that they had an understanding of truth? You knew they had an understanding, even if it was just a little bit of truth, but yet you talk to them years, months, I don't know, even decades later, and it's like they don't even recognize who God is. It's like they have no understanding at all. It's like what little bit they had, it was taken away from them. Why? Because they, they never wanted to hear in the first place. I think we ought to take just a 10-second pause because there's some of you in here that's listening to what I'm saying, but you're not hearing what I'm saying because you're already off in another world. Mm -hmm. Let's take 10 seconds and say, Lord, help me, God, that I have an ear here tonight, that I have an ear tonight in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Someone say amen. amen. Verse number 13 says, therefore speak I to them in parables then. That's how I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to talk to them in parables. Because they seen, they see not. And hearing, what happens? They hear not. Neither do they understand. Verse 14, and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. Remember, it's the prophet Hosea, chapter number four. The Bible speaks of my people are destroyed. Why are they destroyed? For lack of knowledge. Hold on, because they have rejected. So that means they heard it, they just didn't want to receive it. It says my people, so he's talking about the church. He's talking about us. He's not talking about the world. He's talking about people that have an opportunity to hear. Amen? The people that have an opportunity to hear. But they choose not to hear. It says they rejected it or they're destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected the knowledge. So what does he say? He says, I will also reject you then. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget, hold on. Mm. You, you see why it's so important to have an ear to hear? Because not only are you, are you condemning yourself, but you're also condemning the next generation. You see why it's so important uh, to, to, that when we come to the house of God, Lord, speak to me, talk to me. D despite how weary our physical body can be, we can say, Lord, speak to me. I I I've got to walk away with something because not only am I affecting me, but I'm affecting the next generation. Why would you affect the next generation? Because what you're here in church, you're supposed to teach at home. And if you never have an ear to hear here in the house of God, how can you instruct at home? You can't instruct properly at home if you're not receiving what you need to at church. And now we have, we have questions that are rising at home, and now you text the pastor and say, hey, pastor, what? I'm not sure about this one. Now here, I, I want you to text me, because I'd rather you get it right than mess it up. But, but we, we have to have ears to hear and have understanding so that we can teach the next generation even at home. Home. He says, I will not, uh, I, I will also forget thy children. Look what verse number seven says. It says, as they were increased, as they were increased, who is he talking about? The children of God. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their increase. I will change their glory. I will change what they magnify. I will change what brings them praise. I will change their glory into shame. The things that they put thought, money, time, effort into, I'm going to cause to be a shame now unto them. Woo! So this can not only be the parable of the sower, but it can also be the parable of the receiver. So let's go back to Matthew chapter number 13, starting at verse number 18. It says, hear ye therefore the parable, here it is, of the sower. So Jesus calls it that. When anyone heareth the word, so this is where Jesus is now explaining the parable of the sower. 
When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hear the word and anon or immediately. That's what anon means. It means immediately. And immediately with joy they received it. Yet hath he not root in himself. That's why we educate and teach and promote charting your course. That's why we educate and promote Bible studies. That's why we educate and promote life groups. Why? Because you got to get rooted. You have to get some roots in you. What good is it to come and you feel good? There's many people that come to church and they feel good. They feel the spirit of God. They feel like God is doing something in their life. They want to go somewhere, but yet they don't last. Why? Because they didn't get rooted. They didn't get connected. It's important to have good roots. Because roots is what's going to help you maintain. And, and, and immediately would joy receive it, yet he hath no root in himself, but dureth for a while. Dureth means only endures. Only endures for a while. Why? For when tribulation and persecution arises, what does it say? Because of the what? Now, 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 now wait a minute now. What, 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 wait a minute. We, we, we got to help, help me understand this. You're saying that persecution is going to arise because of the word. Persecution is going to arise because of the word. Persecution is going to arise because of what you have been told. Persecution is going to arise because of what you've been taught, but yet you are disobedient to what you've been taught. You're not hearing what's being told, so you're not applying, you're not understanding it, you're not having revelation. So because of that, you're going through trouble and you can't figure out why you're going through trouble because I'm a believer now. And you've missed it because you weren't listening and hearing the word of God saying just because you're a believer, that doesn't mean trouble won't come. It just means when the trouble comes, I'm going to be right there by your side. Well, I sure hope you're picking up what I'm teaching here tonight. Does that make sense, everyone? says by and by so what happens you get offended why is this happening in my life why is this happening in my family why is this happening to me I'm a child of God this shouldn't be taking place this should be working I'm a child of God I'm a believer I've been baptized I trust in you Lord why is this happening to me you'll get offended and your offense will be to God so the scripture says in verse 22 he also that received Seed, hold on. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choked the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he, everyone say, but he, but he, there's a change, there's a shift. But he that receives seed into good ground is he that. Here's your, here's your keys. Here's what you want to highlight. Write down. Here it is right here. You hear the word. Then you understand the word. And now you can bear fruit of the word. Because not only have you heard it, but you understand it. And when you hear it, you understand. You're not just listening. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm not just sitting here, uh, sitting in a, a, a seat tonight as a warm body. No, I hear the word. 
I'm hearing it and therefore I'm processing it and I'm having understanding or you're having revelation. And when you have revelation, you're going to bear fruit. And from that fruit, you're going to bear some hundred, some 60, and some 30. We have people in churches all over the world listening to the word but not hearing the word. And hearing brings understanding. And understanding brings forth fruit. Why do we show up at prayer meetings? Because I have understanding. I've heard the word. And I have understanding. And I know it's going to bring forth fruit. Why do we worship the Lord? Because I've heard the word. And I've got understanding. And I know my worship will bring forth fruit. Why do I lift my hands? Because I hear the word. And I've got understanding. And I know my understanding will bring forth fruit. Why do I push even when I don't feel like pushing? Why do I go when I don't feel like going? Why do I strive when I don't feel like striving? Why do I pray when I don't feel like praying? Why do I read when I don't feel like reading? Because I hear the word and I have understanding. And I know my understanding is going to bring forth fruit. That's why we do what we do, because we've heard the word and we've got understanding of that word. And when you have clear understanding of the word, it will bring forth fruit. But when you're not hearing the word, that's when you can be confused. When you're just listening and you're not hearing the word, that's when you're going to be unfruitful. And I'm sorry, I don't care if you've been here for 30, 40, 50 years, that doesn't mean you've been hearing the word. Longevity does not mean you've been hearing the word. Longevity has a play in something. At least you're still around so that you can have an opportunity to still hear the word so that you can understand so that you can bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. And if you brought forth godly fruit 20 years ago, that godly fruit should still be here today. Uh-huh. If, if it's godly fruit. If it's godly fruit. Now, if it's your fruit, it'll come and go and come and go, come and go. But if it's godly fruit, it should still bring forth, it should still be here. Why? Because God is purging you. He's purging you. He's pruning you. Why? To bring forth more fruit. Are you with me? See, when you have understanding that the light is in you, that the light that you have within you will shine so bright, people will be drawn to you. You, you. you don't have to even go to anyone else. They'll be drawn to you when you have understanding that the light is in you. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verse number 16, look what it says. It says, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> not only are you saving yourself, but you're also saving others. But how can you help anybody else if you're not hearing yourself? You, you, you've got to hear. You've got to hear. You've got to, have, you've got to have understanding so that you can bring forth even more fruit. Why? Because this church should be so fruitful. It should be so fruitful. We should resemble Canaan land. We should be carrying around clusters of grapes on our shoulder. We shouldn't be eating no little Walmart grapes. This church shouldn't be full of Walmart grapes. 
Those grapes already been picked off and eaten by somebody else anyway before you bought them. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all do that. Y'all walk around Walmart shopping, just eating, picking up grapes. Ain't bought nothing. You're stealing. All right, let's go back. I, I, I think Walmart allows that, so I'm going to forgive you on that one, okay? You, you eat, but now, now if you pick up a banana and peel that open, now we got a problem. <laughs> we, we, we got a problem, okay? We got a problem. Yeah, 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 you, we, we walk around here with Walmart grapes. We should have clusters on our shoulder. We should walk around with fruit so big people see the fruit from a distance. They know that's a man of God. I know that's a woman of God. You, you shouldn't have to be examined so closely that they have to figure out if you're a man of God or woman of God or not. You better believe when they went to go spot the land, they seen those grapes and or that, that fruit from a distance. They seen how big it was. Woo, it is a good and plenteous land, flowing with milk and honey. My goodness, look what the Lord has brought us to. But we can't take it. Look what the Lord has done, but we can't take it. Because they weren't hearing the word. They weren't understanding the word. Otherwise, they would have conquered the land. And see, that's what lack of hearing gets you. Sometimes when you're in your lowest places, see, and when you're coming up against a battle, this is when you need to have the word in you. This is when you need to have that understanding. And not just words that you quote or words that you've heard, but you have understanding of what God is able to do. Because therefore, even in your dry season, you'll still be fruitful. Woo, hallelujah. Your dry season of life, you'll still have a fruitful spirit. You're going through your down times in life, but you'll still be fruitful. You're going through a tough time, but you'll still be kind. Going through a hard time in life, but you'll still be loving. You'll still have good fruit. But you, it starts with hearing the word. Now you follow me. It's not just the, the parable of the sower. It's the parable of the receiver. Because it's he that hath an ear. Let him hear. Jeremiah wrote in Lamentations, chapter number three, verse number 21. He says, this I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. How often? Every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, can we just place our pens and papers and everything to the side? Can we lift our hands unto the Lord just for a moment and begin to magnify him for his faithfulness? Ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ha. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, why do we do that? Because we have understanding, and that understanding will bring forth fruit. Why did I say lift your hands and lift your voice? Because we have understanding of the word. 
And, and when you don't lift your hands and lift your voice, it's because you really don't have understanding of the word. No one in here is never too lazy just to go like this and say hallelujah. If, if, if that is true, you should not be driving home tonight. We, we, we're going to get an Uber, and we're going to Uber you home. Okay? No, I'm serious about that. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be driving home. You, you need an Uber, and, and you need to go home. Be, because if you just can't do this and say, Lord, I love you, then you haven't heard the word then. You've been sitting in church listening, but you don't hear nothing. See, some of you are thinking, man, pastor's upset. He got attitude. No, I just understand the word, and I know how to bring forth fruit. That, that's all. I, I'm not upset because this is your life. It's your salvation. It's your walk. I got to save myself. And while I'm saving myself, I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. And I'm not afraid to lift my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm, I, I, I don't care. I'm not that tired that I can't say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's been too good. Thank you, Jesus. I can lift my hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because I hear the word and I got understanding of the word and it's going to bring forth fruit. Let me teach you. Because your thank you, Jesus, today can be your saving grace tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> see, 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 because you lack understanding, you won't lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, today, because you're trying to figure out what is it going to benefit me today. No, you've got to understand God knows your future. He knows your tomorrow. He knows your next week. He knows what's going on. So my thank you today can be my saving grace tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Be because all you're doing is just sowing seed. That's all. You're sowing seed. Sowing seed. So stubbornness can never get away of saying thank you, Jesus. Because oftentimes that's all it is. It's, it's our own flesh, right? It's just us. And you're not fighting me. You're just fighting yourself. <laughs> that, that's why I don't get frustrated, right? As, as a pastor, as a preacher, when I say, hey, lift your hand, say thank you, Jesus. And I see folks all, you know, folks can be talking all the way back in the back. People can be out in the lobby talking. People can be in the sound booth talking. People can be over here talking. It doesn't bother me. Because you have to have, you have, to have a want to ear to hear. You have to want to have it. I can't force it on you. If that's the case, Jesus would have stopped a long time ago. He said, man, ain't nobody listening to me. They just coming for the food, the miracles, and I can turn water to wine. Every, he can do what? <laughs> well, I'm following that man. Where he at? So we, I, I, that doesn't bother me because I, I, I'm trying to save myself from this untoward generation. You got to save yourself from this untoward generation. So if you don't want to listen, if you don't want to hear, don't hear. But I'm going to dance. I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my word. I'm going to do everything I can. Hallelujah. Because he's worthy of my praise. 
He's worthy of my praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sowing seed in the ground. I'm sowing seed in the ground. I'm sowing seed in the ground. I'm sowing seed in the ground. Amen. So church family, walk around with your clusters. Shouldn't be able to hold your grapes in just one hand. Put it on your shoulder. Put it on your shoulder. That's the way it should be. It's the way your life should reflect. That should be your heart's desire. It should be your heart's desire. Amen? Let, let me end with this. If you go to the book of Revelations, all right? No, you know, don't, don't go there because <laughs> this, this is not in my notes. But, but, but you can go there if you want to because it's just Revelations 2, chapter 2, I believe. Chapter 1 is just more of an explanation. Uh, the Lord, John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And uh, he, told, he tells John, the apostle John, what you see, I want you to write. Uh, and then I want you to deliver it to the seven churches. Well, when you flip the chapter, flip the page over to chapter number two, God begins to speak to the seven churches. Every one of them, he gives them direction. Read chapter two very closely because after the directions of each church, G Jesus says the same words repeatedly. What does he say? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Every church he speaks to, here's where you are. Here's a direction. Here's what you need to do. If you don't change, this is going to, going to happen. But he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So Jesus is saying, I'm telling you where you are. I'm telling you what you need to do. It's up to you to listen to it. That's it. That's it. And I'm standing here today, not as Jesus Christ, but as the under-shepherd, as the man of God that he has put over this church, I'm telling your church what you need to do. I'm telling you where we are, and I'm telling you where we need to go. But you've got to have an ear to hear. You've got to want to receive it. And when you have a desire to receive it, God will give you greater revelation. And when you have greater revelation, you will have fruits that bear that revelation. Amen. So, Lord, give us an ear. Let's stand to our feet. I'm done preaching. Let's stand to our feet. Lord, give us an ear. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Lord, give us an ear.